a new year of Albany Law School podcasts. And we are starting off the year with Abe Frangi, who is the executive director of the Anthony V. Cordoza Moot Court Program here at Albany Law School. If you like what Abe has to say here today, you can check out previous episodes where we talk to other executive directors of Moot Court, some Moot Court participants, and just students in general, faculty and staff here at the law school. Check that out on SoundCloud or on any of the major podcast services. All of our Albany Law School news is on albanylaw.edu edu slash news and you can subscribe to our monthly e-newsletter and of course you want to keep up to date on the day-to-day here at albany law school facebook twitter linkedin instagram i guess twitter's x now but anyway we're on all those different platforms so you can make sure to follow along with everything happening here at albany law all right let's talk to Abe. on the albany law school podcast and we're joined for our first podcast of this new academic year by Abe Frangi, who is a big player, I would say, in our moot court program here at Albany Law School. He's the executive director, of course, of that program. Abe, thanks for joining us. Welcome to the show. Well, thanks for having me. I'm excited to talk about the uh, about the program and what we're working on this year. Yeah, moot court's always one of those programs that a lot of people are interested in year after year. doesn't matter if they're incoming students, if they're current students, if they're alumni. We always get questions about the moot court program. Before we get to it, though, I did want to get to know you a little bit, Abe, and let's go in the Wayback Machine for a second. You were part of Albany, or excuse me, Albany, right? Our friends down the street at Albany, and I think you were in their home security, emergency preparedness, and cybersecurity program there. Is that correct? You got it, yeah. So uh, I, I went to Albany for, for Homeland Security, and my concentration was uh, counterterrorism, so that was sort of my... My interest growing up was forensics and then law enforcement, and then I uh, really got interested in the mechanics of counterterrorism and, and international uh, affairs like that. So went to Albany for that. And then I, I never, never ended up actually going into anything in national security, but it was still a very interesting uh, four years to learn about. And, and counterterrorism, we don't get a lot of counterterrorism <laughs> majors here at, at Albany Law. What do you how do you, do you plan on kind of pulling that through to your legal career after you leave Albany Law School? I don't. So I I was going to do an internship uh, with the State Department of Homeland Security during college, but that got canceled because of COVID, unfortunately. Um, so I really I never got a chance to sort of try it out. And then through college, I ended up started working in politics. So I, I never really got got into the Homeland Security field at all. Um, so I probably won't uh, won't pursue that after law school, unfortunately, but it's still it's still an interest. It's still a, a topic of interest of mine. And we love our friends at UAlbany and we have such a strong partnership with them. We love when their students come here and, and continue their education with us here at Albany Law. But Abe, why Albany Law? You were at UAlbany, you were doing your stuff, got the politics going, but why Albany Law School? Why was this the right fit for you? You know, I think I've I've built up a sort of a professional identity, I guess, as much as a 25-year-old can build up a professional identity in Albany. Uh, and so it made sense to stay here. It wasn't, it wasn't smart to start over somewhere else. And of course, through law school, you are networking the whole time. And so it, it was more prudent to, to stay here. 
and as well, you know, I heard that that Albany was like a trade school of the law schools. You you learn practical skills here, uh, on top of the the legal theory, of course. But uh, that's that's something I was way more interested in was the practical side. And so I've I've certainly in my last two years have have gotten the practical skills. Now this next one, this kind of seems like a simple one, but I always find it interesting because there's always a different answer depending on the student. What is it like to be a student here at Albany Law School? Are you sitting in the library all day long? Are you hanging out in the cafeteria all day long? What do you do all day? Well, uh, nowadays I I hide away up on the fourth floor in the moot court office, uh, usually all day uh, unless I have class. But my last two years, uh, definitely in the library, definitely in the cafeteria, hanging out with friends or studying, or we would get a room in the library and, and bounce ideas of hypotheticals that we were assigned from class off each other. Uh, that That's always fun to compare uh, ideas on hypotheticals that we get in class with classmates and try to convince each other. And, and sometimes we end up convincing ourselves of the, of our friend's uh, opinion on a hypothetical. So it, it's, it's a lot of that, like I said, it's a lot of that practice uh, that, that gets involved and everyone involved. And it's, it's a lot of, uh, it's a lot of fun to, to be at Albany. It's, it's a different experience than undergrad for sure. It's a much more close knit uh, system. I, I don't know how many kids were at U Albany, but it was certainly uh, scales more than what we have at, at Albany Law. And so it's, it's a nice little family here. And you're, you we're talking about the outside of the classroom a little bit here, but I, I got to ask, what is it like to sit in a class here at Albany Law School? Is it, is it similar to undergrad? Is it scary like you see in like, I don't know, like Legally Blonde or something like that? What's it like to, to sit through a class here with the, with the professor up front? Well, you know, some of the, some of the uh, classes in Legally Blonde, you know, they have the cold calling. That's certainly a factor of it. Uh, some of the professors will do cold calling and it's certainly intimidating at first for the first couple of weeks, but uh, I, I think you begin to, to respect those professors uh, a little bit more because they're putting you on the spot and they're, they're forcing you to come out of, their, out of your shell a little bit. But it's definitely different than, than undergrad. Undergrad, I could be in the lecture center, one of the lecture center halls with 300 other students and be lost and just be an anonymous, anonymous student. But here, like I said, it's a much more tight-knit uh, community and it, it, makes, it makes for the, the learning experience that much more fun. All right, so let's get to what we're here to talk about today, moot court, kind of practice court, I guess, is, is for the kind of the practical kind of explanation of what it is, if you've never heard of moot court before. But as the executive director, what is moot court? What is the moot court program here at Albany Law? So the moot court program is practice for the real world. That's about as, as simple as that can get. Uh, we have a whole bunch of competitions, and they uh, they introduce different skills to students that might have not otherwise uh, been exposed to those sorts of those sorts of practice before. Uh, it prepares students who know that they're interested in litigation for the real world. It gives them a, a little taste of what a trial might look like in the real world, something that they they might not have been party to before. Uh, so it's it's practice. That's what it is. You. You come in week after week in these various rounds of the competitions and you practice these skills. 
Why did you want to get in, involved in the moot court program? And of course, then the next follow up easily is then why did you want to rise up the ranks and, and now become the executive director this year? Uh, well, actually, I have a, a funny story on, on how I got into moot court. It was earlier this year. And uh, one of my very good friends, Justin Aragosa, who's uh, now one of the chairs of two of our competitions on the moot court board, he handed me a piece of paper and told me to sign it. And then I signed it because I was foolish. And then later on that day, I remembered <laughs> that I had signed a piece of paper and I asked him, what, what was it, that thing this morning that you had me sign? And he goes, oh, well, we're going to be competing in the moot court negotiations competition and it starts next week. <laughs> and and I go, oh, all right, uh, sound, sounds good. So we, we competed in, in the negotiations competition, and, um, and we, we went up against some of the finest negotiators that, that Albany Law School has to offer. We ended up uh, coming out on top of that competition, which was, which was pretty exciting and a little bit ironic, considering that I didn't know that I signed up for it. And uh, then in the meantime, I... I got to talking to some of the board members and, and learning about uh, the program a little bit more myself and thought I, I might want to run for uh, one of the positions and the rest is history. <laughs> hey, sign this. Oh, guess what? <laughs> yeah. You know, sometimes life works out weird that way and you just got to learn not to question it, I guess. <laughs> So, so you, you mentioned uh, the negotiations uh, competition there. Uh, I guess just to follow up on that quick, what is the negotiations competition? And then what are some of the other competitions that we do here at Albany Law? So the negotiations competition is exactly what it sounds like. We have teams of two uh, against another team of two, and they're given a contract dispute, they're given a divorce agreement, they're given uh, an employment issue, all sorts of different things that in the real world get negotiated out every day. And uh, the, the chair of the competition, again, who's, who's ironically enough, Justin, uh, uh, who will be the chair of that competition this year, um, uh, he'll, he'll write a problem. And it can be something like, Jim is going through a divorce and he wants custody of the kids on these certain days, and he wants this much in alimony, or he's willing to pay this much, or whatever it might be. And there's all these different factors and, and ceilings and floors of monetary value that the competitors have to seek uh, against their competitors and try to work uh, and get the middle ground with their competitors and leave there with a deal. Uh, so it, it's a constraint time. It's 45 minutes and you've got 45 minutes to try to make a deal. Uh, it's a, it's a pretty interesting competition. It's, it's definitely a unique one. And it's, it's one of the skills competitions. We call them skills. So the other skills competition is client counseling that runs in the fall. And so it's going to start actually the 5th of September and the uh, client counseling competition is exactly what it sounds. We send in a first year student who is acting as a client. And they meet with the competitors and they're bringing in a legal issue. They're bringing in uh, some sort of problem or some way that they've been damaged. And they're uh, trying to have the competitors ask them questions that, that bring out the information. Uh, again, so all this stuff is sort of scripted. We give the, the first year volunteer uh, 
the information that they should be sharing to the competitors and and it, it helps to drive the conversation forward. And so you mentioned uh, the skills competition. So we have negotiations and we have client counseling. I, there's two others though. And I was, um, if you just walk me through those two others that we do here on campus, because I mean, I, I think what there's senior prize trials and what was the other one? I can never remember. So, so there's senior prize trials and then there's what we call Gabrielli. It's named after one of the court of appeals judges, Gabrielli. It's an appellate trial. And uh, that's, that's our most prestigious that's our, our most sort of famous competition i think it's in our 30 it's in the 36th year i believe this year of running uh, so it's it's a very long running competition so the senior prize trials competition that's happening it's going to happen this fall happens in the fall uh, this year it's a criminal trial it's a criminal trial in state court and so competitors will play both the prosecution and the defense and they'll flip flop uh, which team they're playing every every other week and there's witnesses who are again played by uh, played by the first year students who are gracious enough to to give us their time. There's jurors. There's bailiffs. Uh, so we try to make it as as real as possible for the criminal trial. And then the appellate trial, you're uh, you're writing an appellate brief as a competitor, and that's part of your grade, a full twenty some odd page appellate brief. And then you're making oral arguments on that brief, and. Uh, you're, you're making those in front of a, a panel of, of judges, just like if you were up at the Court of Appeals. And and thankfully, we do have some alums that are on the Court of Appeals, and they have come back to campus to judge that competition. So if you are in the appellate competition, you get to the finals, you might be arguing your case in front of real live appellate level judges here in New York State. That's as big yep. as it gets, right? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. The the judges that that we're able to ask to come uh, to our competitions are are big names, and that's one of the the interesting things about Albany is that Albany Law School is a rather small law school, but we're the only law school in Albany. We're situated in Albany, and so we've got a federal courthouse about five minutes away. We've got the Court of Appeals about five minutes away. Uh, all of the the local uh, courthouses, the legislature. Uh, so it, it's a very, we're in a very interesting situation because the, the judges that we can pull uh, for our final rounds or for our semifinal rounds and really for the, the whole competition, they're all just wonderful. And they, they have such a, a diverse CV and background uh, and, and their, their current titles are, are also great because the experience that comes with that, you know, they're able to give to our competitors. And if you're interested, as you're hearing any of these competitions, you can check out the show notes for this episode. We'll have a link to both um, the uh, webpage for more information about our MOOC core programs here. And we'll also have links to our Flickr gallery so you can actually see what these competitions look like. Because, uh, like I said, it, it's like going to court. It's really, really interesting stuff. Uh, just to keep on, on the MOOC court track here, though, Abe, What's it like to be a competitor in these? Is it nerve-wracking? Is it exciting? I mean, you were a competitor last year, so what's it like to compete in these competitions? Well, I could lie and say that it's super easy and that uh, <laughs> your, your nerves don't go up at all, but that's, of course, not true. You know, it, it depends on sort of your background, I guess, too. So if, if you're comfortable competing 
if you're comfortable doing debate, if you did debate in college maybe, uh, then this is going to be somewhat similar to that. But maybe if you're more reserved, if you're if you don't really like to talk in class, not one of those kids, that's okay too. There's there's competitions that that are there for you, especially the the client counseling and the negotiations competitions. Those are skills based competitions, and they're set up uh, where if you mess up in the first couple of rounds, that's okay. The judges in those competitions are going to give you feedback, and it's going to be really good feedback. And then you'll come back the next week. Uh, implementing that feedback and and you'll do much better. So it's 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 a learning experience and you're you're actively growing. I saw this in in myself in the negotiations competition. I had done debate in college. I was pretty confident in sort of my my tactics, but then hearing at the end of each round the couple of judges that were there to judge each round, it would give feedback, "Oh, well this worked in real life or don't do this. I tried this in real life and, and it went horribly wrong. Don't do that ever again, or do this or don't do that. And they, they bring in the real world experience. So competitors are getting feedback live and they're, they're able to see that growth in themselves as well as their, their legal writing skills, their legal research skills, uh, organization, all sorts of those things that you, you learn those skills in class. It's certainly in your first year in, the, in our lawyering classes, but it's a little more heightened here. It's it's not graded on an academic scale. It's graded on a real world scale. So would this argument that you just made work in real life, or should you change it? Or would this uh, would this brief that you wrote would this work in real life, or would the court of appeals laugh at you? And and that's you know some some real gut punch reactions from from real attorneys. But that's a that's a fantastic way to learn is some reality checks on on what works and what doesn't. And I think you've answered my next one here with that, but if you continue to expand on it for a second, why why participate in Moot Court? What's the benefit that a student gets out of being part of this program? I think it's it's just the skills cultivation. I, I think it's that and the networking. We're trying really hard this year, and so far we've been uh, decently successful at it, at, at soliciting judges who are interested in networking with our students. Uh, and so that's a great opportunity for students because, again, if you're interested in litigation and you're competing in senior prize trials, the judges that are judging our senior prize trials competitions are litigators. They've been litigating for years. They've been trying cases. They're either uh, corporate litigators. They're either public defenders. They're federal public defenders. They're AUSAs. They're criminal prosecutors, whatever it is, they've 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 got a ton of experience to bring to the table. And so you're able to, to talk with those judges after the rounds, you're able to network a little bit. Uh, and then, of course, it's it's the skills cultivation, too. So both of those, that's what makes Moot Court special. There's, there's really no other opportunity at the law school where we're just bringing you, uh, we're bringing you experts in the field who, who practice this stuff on a daily basis. And you've got free access to them to, to try out an argument and see what they say. All right. Last one here before the lightning round. Let's just do a little recap here. So could you walk me through the schedule for moot court for the year and what people can expect uh, as the year, as this academic year unfolds for the program? Yeah. So in the fall semester, we have the client counseling competition. We have the senior prize trials, and then we also host uh, college students we call it the collegiate competition. We host uh, uh, college students from around the country and they compete in a modified pellet trial and that's set up by the American Moot Court Association. So that'll be in November. 
And then in the spring semester, we have Gabrielli, which is the appellate trial. We have uh, negotiations. And then also we have the family law competition, which is a competition that we host. Uh, we have a chair, Katie, who writes the problem. And uh, we have, uh, I think maybe it's 32 or 28. I can't remember how many teams, but teams from across the country uh, will come in the first weekend of March of next year, and they will compete in our family law uh, competition, which is another appellate competition. So uh, we're we're pretty busy. We've got a lot of a lot of competitions going, but it's it's a lot of opportunities for for students to try out their skills and and expand and what they're interested in, maybe. Okay, it's lightning round time. First lightning round of the year. Are you ready? I'm ready. Hit me. All right. We, we, we ask the really hard-hitting stuff here in the lightning round. So, obviously, we are, as we are recording here, it is September 1st. It is about to be Labor Day weekend. So, unfortunately, the summer has kind of unofficially come to an end. But that means autumn's here. Fall is here. Abe, what's your favorite thing about the fall? Well, it's my favorite season, absolutely. The, the air changes and the leaves change. Um, definitely camping, a big, big camper, hiking and, and going up to Vermont. And uh, then, of course, at the end of fall, waxing my skis in preparation of winter. Oh, you're a skier. Oh, yeah. Have you skied for a long time? <laughs> uh, since I was about 10, 10 or 11. And I like to oh, go up to Vermont, get the slopes in Vermont. Oh, good for you. A uh, new lightning round question here. We're going to give this a try for for, for a couple of guests at least. Uh, what have you been reading lately? Would you recommend anything? I've been reading. You know what? I've been reading uh, a book of Abe Lincoln's speeches that he gave. It was organized by uh, Ida Tarbell, who was, a, uh, of course, one of the famous investigative journalists about 100 years ago. And so she set up all of his speeches from just after... Lincoln's election to the end of the Civil War. And it's, it's quite interesting historically to see from his perspective what he was seeing in that, in that time period. Uh, I would definitely recommend it for, for anybody who's a history buff. It's, it's, a, it's a different sort of biography for sure. Oh, fantastic. That's great. I'm going to check that one out. All right. Final question. And this one is always the same. This goes back since we started the podcast oh, three and a half years ago now. But the same questions we always ask every guest. Is there anything you'd like to say to the Albany Law School community? Yeah, I think to the students, take on the moot court competitions. Uh, it might be a little scary. It's definitely a, a bit of a time commitment. But the networking and the skills that you'll get out of it are invaluable. And uh, it's 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 practice for the real world and very shortly you'll be in the real world. And, and these are situations that you'll likely encounter uh, on a regular basis. And I think I'd say to the, to the legal community in Albany uh, sort of at large, when we're recruiting judges for our competitions, our competitors are your next associates. And so this is a great opportunity uh, to, to come see the, the next generation of lawyers, the next generation of negotiators and litigators. And our students are fantastic. And they're, they're taking on moot court competitions. Uh, maybe they don't have the skill set totally, totally solid, but they're willing to learn. And, and I think that says something. We had a, a meeting with our new dean uh, last week, the, the moot court board. 
And my director of competitions, John, made the analogy to her that moot court is like high school football. Moot court is, is high school football for, for law schools. And I think that that's, that's totally accurate. Um, the school gathers you know, at, our, at our final rounds um, to see our competitions. And I think that that's a good opportunity, too, for our attorneys uh, in Albany to see what's out there, who's, who's hireable, because we have a, a ton of tremendous, tremendous competitors, and uh, they're, they're ready to get to work. Abe, thanks for getting our podcast year started off just great. This is just fantastic. Thanks so much. And uh, we'll see you at the competitions in a couple weeks. Thank you, Ben. Looking forward to it.